Hey folks, Garrett here. We're doing things a little bit different in this week's episode of the Most Awesome Founder Podcast. Today we're introducing not one founder, but many. As you may have heard, on May 17th, we're launching the first cohort of the inaugural Vehau Startup Accelerator. This intensive, seven-week, mentor-driven and equity-free program provides the best and brightest startups from the Vehau community with rocket fuel for their new ventures all culminating in a July 2nd Demo Day event where they will pitch their ventures to investors. So for the next two episodes of our podcast, we'll be introducing you to the eight inspiring teams selected to participate in this year's Accelerator. The founders behind their ventures, the problems they're solving, their purpose for being, and the paths they have chosen to get to market as effectively and efficiently as possible. This week, you'll meet the founders of Lidratech, a laser cutting technology that enables semiconductor producers to reduce material waste by 90 to 100%. Spectre Automation, an artificial intelligence software that helps construction companies integrate digital planning data on the construction site. KitchX, a digital kitchen configuration studio that supports customers from design to installation. And Bringwing a shipping subscription service that is changing the way consumers order from retailers online. Each of these teams are led by incredible founders with unique backgrounds, all driven by profound desires to improve people's lives. And for those of you that are regular listeners of our podcast, you know that there are few things more inspiring than the stories of mission-driven entrepreneurs. Hope you enjoy this unique episode of the Most Awesome Founder Podcast. This episode is brought to you by WHU, the Otto Beisheim School of Management. WHU is reshaping the way students learn about business, management, finance, and entrepreneurship through its innovative programs and partnerships in Germany and across the globe. To learn more about this globally ranked university, visit whu.edu today. Coming to you from WHU, on the banks of the Rhine River, in beautiful Fallendar, Germany. This is the best and most awesome founder podcast. A show about entrepreneurs, innovators, advisors, and educators, and the stories that make them who they are today. So I'm Alex. I'm one of the co-founders of Lidrotech. I studied physics at the Ruhr University of Bochum and also in Madrid. And for my PhD, I changed from physics to the mechanical engineering department. But I, during my research, I pretty much stayed also in physics. So, and currently I'm responsible for, for the research part and uh, also for the technical sales. And together with my other uh, two co-founders, technical co-founders, Janis Köhler and Jan Hoppius, we're making the engineering. They both studied at Ruhr University as well. That's where we met. That's uh, what we're going to tell later how we met. And uh, yeah, then Alex, my friend came on board. So you want to present yourself? Yeah, I'm, I'm the second Alex. I'm the business Alex and completing the four, four, four person team of Lidrotech. Um, I'm also from Bochum. Uh, such as the other Alex, and I studied in, during my bachelor's and master's at WHU with a focus on finance and economic, economics, 
where I also had the chance to go on exchange uh, semesters in Italy and Spain. And after my graduation, I worked for five years in asset management companies in London, Munich and Frankfurt, and then joined the team in October 2019. Awesome. Really cool. Great to see you guys all. Um, I think everyone will be interested in knowing, you know, a little bit more about what it is you're doing. So maybe you could tell us about Ludratech, what problem it is you're solving, and kind of what it is exactly that you guys do. So what we exactly do is bringing the best cutting quality to sensible high-tech materials, high-tech applications, especially in the micro range. So you know, Everything right now is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And usually things are not made just small, but they come out of big pieces, however. And when you make them smaller and smaller and everything gets more delicate, you have to, when you cut these pieces out, each part by each part before you assemble them, they need to have a very high quality. And there's a strong demand for quality because in some processes you have still a lot of material waste during uh, the manufacturing of little parts which are all around us. So let me name, for example, one uh, very prominent example is a semiconductor industry. So you have the microchips, and I think everybody got right now that uh, there's a big microchip shortage worldwide. And so in the beginning, when you produce these microchips, you do it also in, on yeah, pizza-sized uh, plates, which are very, very thin, but they are thousands of chips. And first, you manufacture the chips on these, they called wafers, these, these plates. And then you have to single them out. So cut them out one by one, basically. And this is done by, by dicing saws even. So very, very delicate saws, but they put, for example, a lot of mechanical pressure on the, on the material, and then it tends to break. And... During these processes, you still have uh, a loss of up to 10%. So that's quite a, quite a lot before they even go into the assembly and then get uh, worked out into some processor or some sensor or wherever you can buy them then. So and our process is uh, a very high quality cutting process with lasers and liquids. So it's uh, the laser hydro technologies, our technology that solves this problem. And uh, our benefit is that we reduce the um, that we reduce the material waste by more than ninety percent. So, and the uh, the benefit for the customer is that he has no material waste. It's also a safety issue, and that he um, saves process costs in the end. So, because already before you have a lot of processing involved, and then afterwards, so if it breaks. Uh, that really makes a lot of damage economically. And, and what does this uh, what does this process look like for a potential client, say a, a semiconductor company? Um, when you talk about that um, reduction in waste, what does that look like from a, a, a financial perspective for a client? Yeah, financially, it saves it. I mean, it it, it just saves pure pure money uh, once as Alex already mentioned in, in the material cost. So if you imagine that a company has, has a 10% waste, so you, you imagine one of those pizza-sized plates that Alex just spoke about, and you just cut off 10% of this plate, th this is the waste that currently, um, currently occurs. And if you keep in mind that 
all the production costs of the microchips have already gone into that because the, one of the last steps is the cutting, so the dicing. Uh, it basically just saves material costs in a significant way. And if you can reduce the material waste from, let's say, 10% to almost zero, you, you can imagine the financial, uh, the cost savings there. And on top of that, which is probably even greater, is, is the saving in processing costs, because afterwards you don't have to, uh, to check uh, which, which microchips are, are damaged. So you save a lot of time in processing costs there too. Gotcha. And, and just to be clear for, for listeners, you guys are a hardware manufacturer, a software manufacturer, combination of two? Well, basically, we're a hardware manufacturer. So what we're doing is we have this process, but we build a machine, an entire machine um, that gives the benefit to the customers. So the customer in the end, he buys this machine from us. But of course, there's a lot of software involved today. So everything is uh, connected to software. The hardware is connected to software. But of course, when you do this new development in hardware, first, you have to get the hardware right. And then in the end, the software gets bigger and bigger. But the software needs the connections to the hardware and the right connection interconnects um, that you can have a good software on the hardware. Gotcha. So you guys are a, a, a diverse team. Right, you've got some business VHU representation in there. You've got some some physics on the tech side from Bochum. How d how did you as a group come together to be a team? Yeah, it's been a very long time. Um, so I met Jan and Janis, the other two co-founders here in Bochum, when I joined as chair of uh, in mechanical engineering. So because I, I came here from physics and they have been already at the chair as student workers. And yeah, we, well, we, we found each other very, uh, very sympathetic and uh, tried, uh, started, started coffee breaks together. And we, we first found out that we like to, to have our own thing company because we're kind of independent thinkers and, and, it was like a yeah, dream of us. So also before during the coffee break, we were always brainstorming what we could do. We also did a little little excursion into uh, CNC machining, for example, with with uh, with wood. So it was very interesting. And at one point, yeah, we came together and came to the conclusion through all the research because in the beginning you don't think that you can do anything with your research. You're like so down deep there. You think ah. Pfft, no, nobody cares about this stuff. And at one point we thought like, well, maybe there is something because I came back from a workshop, we discussed it and we thought, well, maybe there's some, some benefit, some little benefit to, to this technique. And then we started developing it and, and saw like in the first, trying to, to test the first hypothesis and the first experiments, we saw oh, it, it works good. Maybe not even only good, but great. So, and, from then it rolled on that we found the, that we said, okay, we're going to apply for, for some uh, project funding. And that's how Alex came, came then to our group. So where did you, where did you pop into the picture business, Alex? <laughs> I, I mean, I know, I know Alex for probably 20 years now. So since we were not even teens yet, uh, because we went to school together in Bochum, and over all these decades, I have to say, we, we, we managed to keep in touch and, and meet regularly. So Alex approached me with this project and 
obviously I, I offered help to look into the finances and uh, when it was clear that uh, that that we're gonna we're, we're gonna found a company I, I said I'm gonna join I quit my job in in Frankfurt and then I joined I joined Ladrotech. if you're uh, if you're ever interested and this is for business Alex but uh, one of my early episodes on the podcast is with a dear old friend named Patrick Fogel and he's a business guy and he connected with some university friends um, that were all engineers and they built an autonomous vehicle that they then sold to TomTom and are now all incredibly wealthy. And he said the smartest thing that he ever did, he said he's not nearly as smart as his, uh, his co-workers, but the smartest thing he ever did was find a, a bunch of engineers that needed some business sense. So... <laughs> <laughs> well, I can only copy that. I, I, I cannot imagine a smarter group of people that I'm working with. So uh, on, on that topic, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm copying Mr. Fogel. <laughs> nice. I don't know if we're smart, but uh, it's, it's uh, especially the knowledge that we have. And it's also, I think for a business guy, it's very hard to dive into that because you lose a lot of control over everything you do, right? Because we're the engineers. We know what we're doing. I mean... We don't know what nature does and what the process give us in the end, but we know what we're doing, but he doesn't even know what we're doing. And he has to, so we have this vision that we make like based on some assumptions. So we're going to, to do in this direction, but nobody has ever done that. And he cannot control anything. It's like, okay, I have to believe you guys, um, whatever you yeah. say. Yeah. You know, there's a, I always say there's two roles in a startup. There's people that build shit and there's people that sell shit. And usually the people that build shit don't know how to sell shit. And the people that sell shit don't know how to build shit. So that's why you guys are a, a great match for each other. Um, only have a couple more minutes. I want to ask you a couple quick questions, which is, you know, you, you've gotten some government funding or you've gotten some funding and you've obviously made some progress. You've been working on this for a while. Why did you guys decide to take the accelerator route and, and why the Vejo Accelerator? We were in the high-tech business and our goal is to, to be a global company and to have clients all over the world. I mean, if, if we are progressing down the route of, of semiconductors, then there is no other way than to be global. And we're just four, so it's clear we need help, no matter how smart we are we, we, and, and how good the, you know, we, we are in the laser business. We're not going to sell in the laser business. We're going to sell in an industry that we don't know so much about. And in a previous accelerator program, we realized that one way to get great help is through mentors. And when I first read the email of, 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 of the WHO Accelerator, it was, I mean, it said that we could meet up to 80 mentors, eight zero. So it was clear that this is gonna be a, a tremendous value for us. And on top of that, I know that, that uh, WHO is, is very well connected in the entrepreneurial scene and also in the, in the financing and VC scene. So um, timing-wise, it's also perfect in, with regards to the financing because by mid-year, mid we're going to be right in the process to find some, some new financing for next year. And these two things together, I mean, I, it, was, it was an easy sell to, to, to the colleagues then when I, when I first uh, mentioned the VAO Accelerator. And we're all looking forward to, uh, to it. Well, we are looking forward to having you guys. Um, you're an incredible addition to, to the cohort. Um, the level of diversity, um, I think, is what makes these kind of programs special. Um, just to wrap things up, if people want to learn more about you guys and Lidra Tech, where can they find you out in the interwebs? 
obviously on our website, www.lydrotech.com. And also follow us on LinkedIn. Uh, just type in Lydrotech and you'll find us. And I guess if you're, if you're interested in 101, then you can always write us an email, uh, info at lydrotech.com. Awesome. And I promise you guys by May 14th and the beginning of the accelerator, I will remember to pronounce it Lydrotech and not Lydrotech. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's just easier in English to say Lydrotech, but in German, we actually say Lydrotech, so both work fine. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Alex, Alex, it's uh, wonderful to have you. Thank you guys for joining us today. Cannot wait to kick things off one month from today. So thank you. See you soon. Thank you very Thank you, much. Gary. See you soon. Hi, everyone. I'm Nicholas. I'm 25 years old and originally from Hamburg. So after school, I moved to Ballenda to study business administration at the WHO. And now I'm currently finishing my master's degree um, at the university in St. Gallen. And during my bachelor studies, I met Oliver and Emmanuel, and we became very close friends. <laughs> Hey guys, my name is Oliver, 24-year-old business student uh, from Aachen. And not only did I study together with Niklas at VAU, but actually we're roommates right now for our master's studies in St. Gallen, where we both uh, specialize in entrepreneurship. Hey everyone, my name is Emmanuel. I'm from Munich, 24 years old. I did a bachelor in Finland as well, and I'm now finishing my master in finance at Bocconi University, specializing on quantitative finance and trying to improve my coding skills as well. Awesome. Guys, um, maybe one of you could share a little bit about the name of your company, um, the kind of core problem you're solving and what it is actually that you guys are working on and what it's going to do. So we are Spectre Automation. Um, and let's just briefly start with the problem. So we tackle the construction industry or more specifically digitization and construction industry which is actually a fundamental problem there. So it is the second worst digitized sector throughout the world. And 96% of the existing data is actually currently unused. And it's getting even worse. So in Germany, it is a 140 billion euro market. And 80% of the construction projects are over budget and 60% of the projects are actually over time. And we identified a key reason for this. So you could say there's kind of a yeah, virtual black line basically that prevents the data exchange between the upfront planning um, information and the executing activities on the physical construction site um, due to complexity issues. And um, there is extensive data available and that is precisely where we step in. So at Spectre Automation, we enable the construction firms to utilize this existing um, digital planning data on the construction site to track the construction progress and to feed this newly generated and tracked data back into future planning processes to make them more precise. So in essence, what we are doing is to provide the relevant people, um, so basically the on-site management, with the relevant information at the relevant time and thereby make construction more transparent, efficient and coordinated. And this is just the beginning basically. So as you can imagine, um, with this abundance of data, there's tremendous potential for AI. And there are additional features um, such as the automated workflow management that lay the fundament to apply this data for principles such as lean construction in the near future. And what we ultimately aspire to become is the leading ecosystem um, for digital construction tools. That is uh, 
Incredible and ambitious, and uh, I love I love the energy that came with that too, Nicholas. I can tell you're excited about this, guys. Guys, you know you said you're you all studied at at Vehau. How did you guys come together to form Spectre? What what brought you guys together on this journey and this venture? Basically, uh, Oliver, Nicholas, and I, as I said, we go we met each other at Vehau, and given the entrepreneurship spirit at Vehau. Um, we early started to flirt with the idea to start our own company. And then basically last summer, we all decided to skip out on the Corona internship and decided just to lock ourselves up together in a, in a shared flat and basically work on ideation and ideally also implementation. And during this process, we came up with like 70 different ideas, um, made different, uh, different business plans and things, but actually none of them was really Spectre Automation. So during this time, Actually, Oliver met an old um, elementary school friend of him, Max, who is a very talented uh, engineer. And he taught us about this prototype he developed um, in teleoperation. And we thought, okay, maybe we can make a, a business out of this. And we started to work together with Max. And uh, one industry we found that is very interesting for that is actually the construction industry. However, when we then started to talk to people and actually um, validate our, our ideas, we found that in the construction industry, everything is still completely analog and they're extremely far behind on terms of digitalization. So we actually decided to pivot a lot and basically focus on the problems these firms actually have and try to solve these problems. And this is also the time when we um, um, got uh, Moritz, our, our final co-founder on board, who's also a very talented engineer. And together now uh, as a team, we. We have the business side covered very well with our knowledge from VRU and the, our masters. And we have the tech side as well covered very well by our two engineers. And together, I think we are perfectly equipped to digitalize the construction industry. Awesome. I, I love that story. You know, I've heard so many, so many similar stories from VRU of like a couple guys like locking themselves in their apartment and going through business models. And then some engineer shows up and throws a wrench in the system and helps you find the solution. But, you know, it's just a classic uh, example of it. You need diversity of thinking, diversity of skill sets and bring that together and the magic happens. Got, guys, there's so many different ways to build a business, so many different approaches. Why did you guys choose acceleration and, and maybe more specifically, why, why the Vejo Accelerator? Yeah, so why acceleration? Well, in, in November last year, we acquired several practice partners who aid us with their longstanding expertise in the construction industry, but who also gave us access to quite sensible data we use for our product development. Right now, we are preparing the completion of uh, Spectre 2.0, our refined prototype, and we are ready to deploy this prototype on the physical construction site and are currently preparing pilot projects starting in summer. So follow the, following this period, uh, the focus will, of course, heavily be on making this product available to basically the whole construction industry. So scaling as quickly as possible. And I think the VAU Accelerator program is just the right thing for this. Why the VAU Accelerator specifically? Well, it offers a kind of unique opportunity um, to benefit from the presumably best ecosystem, startup ecosystem in Germany um, without giving up any equity. And during the six week program, we will probably be able to 
advance our startup exponentially by having access to mentors, discussing and refining the pitch, getting resources, and um, of course, also pitching to a number of investors on Demo Day. Awesome. Guys, I can't wait to see how Spectre unfolds in these next few months. It must be such an exciting time for you. I remember all too well when you're like, just making those tweaks, getting that market ready kind of first product out there. Um, this is the magic time that you'll look back on the most most fondly. Just to wrap things up, um, people that are interested in Spectre, um, do they have to wait? Is there any way they can learn anything about what you guys are doing? Where, where can people find you? Uh, until now, we were basically working more or less in stealth mode since uh, for us as a B2B SaaS company, the, the external presentation is of less relevance. But uh, with the start of the Accelerator program, we're going to launch our website at spectre-automation.com. And we also set up our company page on LinkedIn. So uh, stay tuned. Awesome. Guys, can't wait to see you. We're less than a month away. Um, always great to see your enthusiastic, smiling faces. And we will see you on May 14th for day one. Great. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Thanks, Garrett. Uh, hi, my name is Lasse. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm from Munich. I studied architecture at TUM uh, uh, University in Munich, also sustainable building and worked as an architect for around five years. And I figured out that I want to go into startups. So I switched to an MBA with BHU since the network is great and just it's the number one university for startup founders. And that's also where I found Marco. Yeah, so that's uh, my name is Marco. I'm um, I've been working as a consultant uh, for the last year with with a few years of experience in e-commerce. Um, I decided to also do an MBA. Um, my initial idea was actually to 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 make a corporate career and 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 climb up the corporate ladder. But actually, what I came out with it was uh, no, I actually want to start my own company. I just needed the right co-founder. And um, despite Lasse being like in another program of the MBA, we somehow crossed roads and we got together and we realized that we both actually really wanted to solve uh, an issue. And that was today's customer experience and customer journey in, uh, in buying kitchens and purchasing fitted kitchens. So why don't you guys tell me a little bit about, tell me the name of the company, the problem that you're solving and yeah, just maybe a little bit what it is the company does. Sure. So Lasse and I came together and we, we founded Kitchix. Kitchix is a direct-to-consumer brand for kitchens. And what we basically aim to solve is um, we aim to solve the long delivery times that today are pr present in, in, in the kitchen industry. We aim to solve the uh, enormously human labor intensive planning process behind kitchens. So we're developing actually an algorithm that is able to plan and visualize kitchens uh, within 10 minutes. And we also want to create a um, kitchen experience, brand experience, which today is not given in the market. Most people purchase their kitchens from Ikea, but that's it. And what we really want to create is a super emotional product where people live for the brand and um, people experience this brand. So for instance, every time we install the kitchen, it feels a little bit more like a party. Our craftsmen come with like a bottle of wine. Um, we're drinking uh, champagne at the end, toasting on the kitchen. So we really want to emotionalize this product as a kitchen 
and eventually during the ownership phase of the kitchen, actually create an ecosystem of services and products that we can offer our customers during this ownership phase. So if I understand correctly, you guys help with the design, the selection of the components of the kitchen, the delivery, and the installation. As of now, we're fully end-to-end, yeah. Awesome, cool. So, you know, you touched on this briefly, but you guys were in different programs in the MBA at VHU. Tell me a little bit about how you came together to start KitchX in this particular business. I don't imagine you're talking a lot about kitchen installations in a in an MBA program. How did this come about? So, um, like I mentioned, like I was in a full time MBA, Mark in the part time, and when I finished my MBA, I knew that I want to start something new. And at the same time, I had to move and I needed a new kitchen. So I got like hands on on the kitchen planning process. And I said, okay, that, that's super painful. We have to change it. And at the same time, there was like an um, entrepreneurship roundtable, which is a student organization. It was a brainstorming meeting. And Mark was in this meeting and he was like super passionate. He was super driven, super high energy. And I knew, okay, that's, that's the right guy. I actually reached out to him on LinkedIn. He was super open to discuss the ideas. And by accident, he had a lot of knowledge about kitchens with OB and it was just a perfect fit. So I brought like the product side. He brought like all the commercial part from OB and from BCG. And he also got the passion for kitchens. And then we said, okay, let's let's try it together. That's a great team. I think it's just uh, like the skills really fit together. And then we said, okay, let's go, let's do it. And actually how we started is super fun. We got together and the first thing we did is we sat in like the WHO uh, MBA uh, rooms and we actually just wrote emails, a super perfect email to the 15 CEOs of the largest company uh, manufacturers in Europe. And I said, we said to each other, um, if one of these single kitchen manufacturer CEOs replies to this email, then we're going to create a pitch and we're going to build it up if there's interest behind our business model. And out of the 15 CEOs, I like, I would still do not believe it to this day, eight of them replied. Wow. And cool. actually with five of them, we got CEO level meetings based on a code approach email from awesome. our WHO uh, email address, by the way. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, that is a, a perfect segue to the next question I want to ask you. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways to take a startup from idea to market. Why did you guys choose the accelerator approach and why the Vehau accelerator? So basically, we decided to go for the, for, we we're looking specifically for equity-free accelerators at the beginning that would give us a broad, broad range of not only business people, but also tech people, but also experienced founders. And yes, there are a lot of programs out there, but they do, however, require equity, right? So our specific our specific goal was really to get equity-free acceleration. And with the VHU network behind this, with the sort of people that they managed to get a hold of, um, we were like, we need we need to get on board of this. Um, and this is the exact perfect match in terms of the acceleration program that we need. Awesome. What I what I really like about you guys, and I actually didn't realize it completely until you just said it, is you know I'm a big, you've heard me preach about founder market fit before, making sure, are these the right guys to build this business? And when I hear there's a, an architect, a guy that worked in e-com for Obi and, uh, and consulting, and you're coming together in this way, um, and you've had the pain point of 
dealing with kitchens yourself, it sounds like a really good match. So I got to ask, once the kitchen's installed and you guys are hanging out toasting, who's the, who's the best chef of the two? I think that's definitely Marco. Like, yeah, but, 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 but I'm the meat eater here. So when it comes to steaks, I think I think I, I definitely have the overhand. But when it comes to like creating like delicious uh, vegetarian dishes, I would probably say Lasse is the better guy for that. So we have a little bit for everybody here. <laughs> awesome. awesome. Guys, with that being said, where can, uh, where can folks that are interested about what you're doing, where can they find you online? Um, so, of course, on our website, it's www.kitchex.de. So there they can all find all the information about us and, of course, our kitchens and the whole like process. We're also on Instagram, we're on Printerest, so they can like our posts, follow us and stay updated. Or they can even sign up for the newsletter and always see like what's coming up next on our journey. Awesome. Well, guys, I am excited to see what's coming up next on your journey. I think these next few months are going to be super exciting for you guys. I love the energy. Can't wait to see what, uh, what happens in these months ahead. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Thanks, Garrett. Hey, everyone. My name is Paul. Um, I studied uh, in my bachelor's at the ESB Business School in Reutlingen, then worked uh, for four years at P&G in uh, sales there. Um, and uh, thought, uh, well, after the four years, um, I'd like to dive into more entrepreneurial uh, spheres. Um, and for that reason, came to the WHU. Uh, I'm studying there in the uh, Master of Entre Entrepreneurship program, um, graduating 2022, um, and found my two co-founders there, which I am very excited now to be participating in the WHU Accelerator this summer. Hi, everyone. I'm Niklas. I was born in Bonn and did my bachelor's degree in business administration at the University of Münster, where I al already found my first startup. It was in the jewelry business, but we, because of Corona, we put it on hold. And now I'm at the WHU for my master in entrepreneurship, where I met Paul and Conrad and now eager to change the e-commerce world with Bringwing. And last but not least, uh, I'm Conrad. Um, I'm 26 years old, also studied in Münster, but somehow never met Niklas there. Um, also founded a startup on the side. So that, that also seems to be a connection um, with car locations. Met with a lot of car rental companies during that time. It was awesome. We also were in an accelerator. Um, sadly, that business also didn't take off and I then chose to work as a software engineer for two years. Until then, um, I decided that uh, having a steady job is nothing for me and I'm, I want to seek the thrill of being an entrepreneur once more and well, what better university can you choose than the VAU, I think. And um, I decided to do the Master in Entrepreneurship then and that's where we all met. Awesome. So guys, I would love to hear, in your words, a little bit about what it is that you're building. Tell us a little bit about your business, your purpose, and the problem that you're solving. Sure. Um, so we are Bringwing, and we are two things. First, we are a shipping flat rate subscription that allows our users to get free shipping at all their favorite brands and online retailers. And second, we are a one-click checkout tool that allows our users to purchase items with only one click, using only one account, 
across all participating online shops. The problem we solve is that brands lose the direct access to their customers. And this is driven by the near perfect shopping experience at large online shopping platforms, which completely locks in the shopper. And this makes brands increasingly dependent on platforms for revenue and customer access. And breaking these lock-in effects is already increasing customer acquisition costs dramatically. And uh, we solve this problem by bringing the most convenient shopping experience to every brand and D2C store. And thereby we make it more attractive for shoppers to buy directly at the online stores of their favorite brands and not at a platform. So for shoppers, we are sort of the Amazon Prime for everything but Amazon. And for brands, we are a new high value traffic source that drives conversion, increases customer lifetime value, reduces customer acquisition costs, and gives the shopper access back to the brands. Awesome. So you guys are, are three very high master and entrepreneurship students, two with uh, business side experience, corporate startup, and then uh, a software engineer. How did you guys meet? How did you guys come together to start Bringwing? Well, it all started very early in our studies, actually. Um, the, the study program is very much cut out to, to connect the people um, and to, to meet and to talk about business ideas. And um, it was just a very beautiful day um, that I think started it all. I was driving into Falendar and I had a little bit of time after the lecture. So I, I sent out a message to Paul and a couple other people um, if they wanted to meet, uh, sit at the Rhine. Um, at a very beautiful spot and talk a little bit to get to know each other. And that's how I got together with Paul. And we talked a lot about like, our experiences um, and what business ideas we had. And then a couple of days later, Paul called me up and uh, presented this idea to me, basically, that uh, he already pitched um, to, to get into the VHU. And I found it very interesting. Um, I, I also thought it's very intriguing to get into the e-commerce sector because that was something that was very um, like dear to my heart as also with Corona, everyone is shopping online now and um, Amazon is getting ever stronger in that field. And uh, yeah, that's why Paul and I started off uh, a little bit uh, earlier together. And then at some point realized, hey, it would be really nice to have a designer on board because uh, that's something I cannot do. And um, Niklas showed some interest as well into the business model and uh, we brought him on board and now we're a power team. I think we fit very well together um, and we, we're looking forward to tackling this field as a team. Awesome. Guys, I, I, I love that story. I cannot imagine how many millions of euros in value were created from a couple of AIers sitting on the Rhine with a beer talking about business ideas. I have a feeling you're not the first. Probably <laughs> have a feeling so too, yeah. The Rewe is also just right around the corner, so it's perfect. You go from university, make a stop at Rewe, get a beer, sit at the Rhine. Like, <laughs> change the world. Yes. That's awesome. Awesome. So if I understand correctly, designer, business, and FMCG, and software engineering. So you guys all kind of bring a unique angle to the business model. That's pretty rare at Vehau. You know, oftentimes we see businesses where like it's three guys that are kind of doing the same thing, but you guys all come with your own skill sets and your own backgrounds. Very cool. I want to ask you, you know, there's a lot of different avenues that you can take 
it, when you're starting a new venture, you know, why, why acceleration? Why the VAU accelerator? I, I mean, so first of all, an accelerator, it's an amazing ecosystem of support. You gain access to experts in many fields and also easily get diverse feedback and mentorship from different people, be it regulation-wise, uh, marketing-wise, or strategy-wise. And also, uh, we thought that it's amazing for improving our skill set on many different levels, but also finding out where we have still some gaps and then coming up with a future hiring strategy in the long and short term. And also, speaking of the future, it's also about de-risking for future investors. I mean, Bringwing will, will massively graduate over the time of the accelerator, and which also the business angel NVCs knows, which makes it easier for us to, to get investment. And also getting to know and in contact with some investors during the accelerator, for example, as mentors, is also very beneficial for us. Maybe to add that there's this notion of fail fast. And uh, I mean, we, 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 we are still in the very early stages. We've uh, been doing, well, uh, quite a lot of uh, validation interviews um, with brands, with potential users, etc. But um, we see the accelerator as a sort of, uh, well, how, come, how can we say that? Um, as a lens on uh, on our business model uh, to really prove in the in the in the few weeks that this can actually work and if it doesn't what do we have to change to come up with a value proposition that resonates with our target group and uh, there's probably no better um, way uh, to infuse that uh, that that focus on uh, on what matters uh, and therefore uh, yeah i think that's that's uh, that's going to be one of the key takeaways for us from the accelerator you know i think it's great guys and i agree completely you know we have eight incredible teams very very different teams in the accelerator this year at different stages of their growth in completely different industries we talk so much about product market fit a lot of us talk about founder market fit But when you think of the case of startup accelerator fit, a company that's working on solving an e-commerce problem in a university like VHU, where there have been so many incredible, successful founders and investors in the e-commerce space, I anticipate we will see huge transformations and incredible learnings from you guys in the, in the months ahead. It's going to be very exciting to see Bringwing's trajectory over the next three months. So with that being said, guys, where can listeners learn more about what Bringwing does and find you guys online? Probably best uh, at our website, bringwing.com, um, where we have everything listed, uh, what we currently do. Um, feel free to sign up uh, for our beta test list um, to be one of the first uh, who enjoys the Bringwing shipment flat rate. And uh, yeah, Uh, otherwise, please feel free to reach, uh, reach out in LinkedIn uh, in our individual pages um, and happy to connect. Awesome. Guys, today we are 30 days away from orientation, exactly one month away. So look forward to seeing you all there. It's going to be a, a fun ride and can't wait to see the journey ahead for you all. Awesome. Thanks so much. We're so much looking forward Thanks, to it. Jared. Yeah, we're very much anticipating it. Well, folks. That was Leadratech, Spectre Automation, KitchX, and Bringwing, four of the startups in this year's VEHAU Accelerator. Stay tuned for our next episode, where we'll introduce the remaining four teams. Prematch, a data-driven content aggregator for non-professional football. 
CIMK, the data platform for investing in the Chinese market. About My Horse, a social commerce platform for equestrian-focused fashion. And Happy Burning, a functional beverage company producing a one-of-a-kind brain-boosting focus drink. The next episode will go live on May 19th. So until then, be sure to check out our website at mostawesomepodcast.com, follow our channel on YouTube, and subscribe on Spotify, Apple, or your favorite podcast streaming service. Bis nächstes Mal.